Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints Podcast. And this one's awesome. It's with Brad and Jessica Fee from Big Thicket BBQ in DeRitter, Louisiana. They're about two, two and a half hours from Houston. This one is so great because it shows the power of tenacity and having a single focus about something and accomplishing your dreams. Uh, so this one is really great because you get to know their journey and you get to learn more about them as people and how they got into barbecue and how they got a barbecue food truck and how great that reception was and how Brad had another job and another career but they were doing this on the side and how they made the decision to leap into the brick and mortar and jessica was a huge portion of that and and it's really exciting to like to see their thought process they're very open about how they came upon this and the location that they're at is an old gas station that's been around for 120 130 years and i have a link below to a tour that brad gave of the whole place it's it's a really cool spot we go over their menu extensively they're open wednesday through saturday it's just it's just a great story with two great people and and I know you're really going to enjoy this and it's going to be a place that you're going to want to visit. Again, it's not too far from Houston. When you think of Texas and you're not living in Texas, but you think of it, you don't realize how close Louisiana and a lot of cities within Louisiana are to Texas. The two of them actually were born in Texas and they did live in Texas for 10 years. They're definitely embraced by the barbecue community. They love the barbecue community. We talk about how special that is. Uh, there's there's a lot of components we get into. I can't thank them enough for taking the time. I know you're going to want to visit. Again, it's Big Thicket Barbecue. I'll have links below to everything. If you're enjoying these, please subscribe. That way you don't miss out. Put up one or two of these per week. I have a website at Kevin's BBQ joints.com with a ton of tools and useful information i hope so (laughs) thank you guys for listening i recently got a message from someone outside of the united states and australia who mentioned that he had been listening to this podcast over time at his desk hating his job enjoying people's stories and their passion and that gave him the courage and the inspiration to leap into the barbecue world and get a pit from primitive pit so so reach out to me at any time let me know what you're thinking of these or if you have any stories you want to share with me let me know but at the end stay safe and visit your vocal barbecue joint good morning guys how are you good morning Kevin. great how are you doing good good i'm i'm busy as you guys are and so today is today's an off day for you guys right yes you guys are yeah. open Wednesday through Saturday, right? That's correct. Yes. Excellent. Well, and how, because you guys have gone, like, I, I want to know, I want to get, give people an idea as to your journey, your path. How, how did you guys two meet? Oh gosh, we've, we've, we've been married for almost 27 years. So uh, we've known each other since high school. We dated all through high school. So this is a very much 50, 50 venture. We love this life that we're living and, uh, you know, we can't wait to grow and become bigger, but it's, it's all, you know, this is us. Would so, you have well, thought that you, did you guys think that you guys would be in business together and a barbecue at all? Back oh. then. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's always been big into the music stuff, the guitars, the effects pedals, all that. He had his own businesses for years, um, where I was just kind of like his helper and all that. But when we went into this, it was I think it was we made the final decision. Yeah. Let's do it full time. Let's okay. just. Let's do it full time. And did you guys grow up in it? And I'm probably going to mispronounce. I always mispronounce word. Is it Deritter or Deritter? Deritter. Deritter. We actually grew up about 30 minutes from here in a little bitty backwoods town called Evans. Okay. And that's where we're back living. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys live You guys live in Evans, but you your restaurant is Deritter. And what is Deritter like for people that haven't been there? Um, 
it's about 10, 12,000 people, I think. It's uh, it's just a small older town. I mean, yeah. the main industry here is uh, lumber, and we have a, a local paper mill. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. So so that sort of thing is is big here. Got a nice older downtown area that's really popular. We're we're kind of close to that. We're in a really old building. I'm, I'm thinking it's around 130, 140 years old. Wow. It's just been kind of added on to. It was originally an old gas station. Ah. Yeah. It, it kind of looked like that. And I'll put a link to the, yeah. the tour that Brad that you gave below because a lot of people have watched that and they've, they've commented. And it's, it's an interesting structure. That's cool. Okay. It was an old gas station. How did yeah. you guys find that? Because, well, let's, let's jump back. When did you, what was the spark? What was the, because you guys had a food truck first, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we started the food truck in uh, 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been into barbecue for a long time. And really, we kind of got into uh, cooking and smoking and all that uh, with a lot of church stuff, really. I mean, that was okay. kind of the thing that, that started it Birthday for us. party. We have yeah. four almost completely all grown kids. Our youngest is almost 18. And so four different birthday parties a year Every with year. a huge group of kids and adults. You had to feed them a whole lot. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, let me just stop this really quick. If you're if you're just listening to the podcast, I want people to jump over to YouTube. You guys, you guys do not look like you've been married for 27 years, oh, nor do you look like yeah. you have four children. <laughs> you guys look so young. So, anyways, great. I apologize for you. next month. Well, happy birthday. 46. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we would just make a big deal out of birthday parties. We'd invite you know 50, 60 people cook you know a huge meal, and mm -hmm. uh, it just turned into a thing. People. What were you guys cooking on then? Um, I used to use an old country uh, Pecos, I think. It was just small. a, it was a something we bought at probably offset. Academy. Yeah, somewhere. I bought it at Academy. Yeah. Okay. Were you guys cooking mostly pork and pork ribs and? Um, we would a lot of the times it would be uh, pork butts, and then when I got into briskets, it was like that was it, and I just mm -hmm. cooked brisket all the time. Everybody for every, brisket yeah. after that. Yeah, once I really figured that out, that just became, you know, the staple was was brisket for everything. And, and I was looking the other day at, before we were going to do this a week ago, uh, I, I looked on the map and you guys are closer to Houston than you are to New Orleans, right? Or is it New yeah. Orleans? For sure, for sure. Yeah. We're actually only 30 minutes from the Texas line, yeah. but right over the Texas line, there's nothing. Like the closest good barbecue joint is probably in Beaumont and that would be at 1701. 1701, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. But we, we actually get quite a bit of people from... Uh, Southeast Texas come over here to eat with us because we're closer to them than, than 1701 or yeah. somewhere that they would consider good. You know? yeah. Isn't that isn't that interesting? And and I think I didn't realize in that, that until I talked to them at, at 1701. And then I've also talked to someone in uh, Lake Charles as well. And so I didn't realize how, I guess, if you're not from the area, you don't realize how close you guys are to. Mm -hmm. And then so, so were you guys going to Texas to try barbecue or going on any runs and stuff? Was that before yeah. the... Food truck? Oh Definitely. yes, that was our weekend thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what we used to do. All we went to so many barbecue places uh, in Texas. We went to all of just about all the most popular places. Yeah. We've been the ones to stand in line for hours at Snows and Franklin's and all that, all those, you know. And we actually um, lived in Texas for about ten years, and yeah. that's kind of oh. that was kind of the spark for all of this stuff yeah. too. You know, is you know, I've always just loved Texas. We we grew up mm -hmm. the little town that we grew up in is right on the line. Literally, yeah. we're probably a mile from Texas. You grew up on the Seven River. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> we're right on the river that divides Texas and Louisiana. That's, yeah. that's oh, that's interesting. Okay, so you, you're you essentially 
you're both you're 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 like from louisiana as well as texas essentially yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. i mean we you're were blind. actually both born in texas yeah and, and grew up on the other side of the river one of the biggest hospitals when we were kids is, was right over the line into the jasper area and so we were both born in jasper which so so we're originally texas we're texas you know, yeah we're, texas. We consider, <laughs> we're just okay well, now we've got to the bottom of that okay that makes sense and then where did we're in texas did you live for 10 years um there's a little town called kirbyville yeah mm -hmm. It's in Southeast Texas. It's about 45 minutes north of 1701. Not very big. We um, we were searching for our, just a, a small house for our kids at the time when they were younger. And um, he found a house online that he liked. You know, it was at the right price. He's like, hey, let's move to Texas. And I was like, have you lost your mind? And moved over there not knowing a soul. Um, but it was an awesome experience. We met so many nice people. Um, and and then we spent our weekends traveling and eating barbecues. So worked out. And then, you know, all of our families back over here, we, he took a job working over in Hackberry. In Hackberry, that's below Sulphur um, in Louisiana, very south, right there by the Gulf. Um, and so we, we thought, well, it'd be better for us to move back home and be closer. And uh, so we actually moved back over here, you know, closer to family and all too. And that was prior to opening the the food truck, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and the intention really was for me always to go back to Texas. I mean, yeah. I didn't plan on we had the plan forever. to move it back to Texas. Uh, but when we moved over here, we started doing the food trailer on the weekends. I still had a day job. We were doing a food trailer, and it took off. You know, yeah. I mean, it was it was doing really well. And we were like, you know, do we really want to move back to Texas and start over? We had such a when big... this is doing well here. You know? Yeah. So, customer base they would show up wherever we had set up yeah, they would show up we would sell out in an hour and a half even if we set out at evan evans in the middle of nowhere yeah. we would still sell out so quick and so it was like do we really want to say okay all of our our people we're moving good luck finding something else yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. there was nothing else over here there's no other texas style barbecue over here all they knew is just the plain jane dry brisket dry chicken with the potato you know potato salad and baked beans yeah, which... like pretty much out of a can you know and so when they found us they were like oh yeah good food so and was it called big thicket at the time yeah. we were because we were actually had the plan even when we bought the trailer of yeah. moving back to texas yeah. so we were like well we're in that that thicket area still you know this is a huge uh forestry industry over here in the leesville and Duritter area yeah. And right across the border into Texas, so we were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll open this now. We'll call it Big Ticket Barbecue, and we'll move back. And you know, it'll be a popular thing over there." What kind of what kind of wood are they harvesting? Is it here? It's mostly pine, just pine for, for the paper. Yes, for the paper industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, with just the area that we grew up in. I mean, a lot of people call it piney woods, and on the mm -hmm. other side of the river is the Big Ticket. You know, yeah. that's that's uh, just that area. Plus, it's a national preserve in Southeast Texas, the Big Ticket National Forest. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's because that, I, I knew it rang a bell as to why. And I was trying to, and I know a lot of people probably are wondering, why is it called Big Thick and Barbie? Okay. But yeah. We tell everybody that we're bringing a little bit of Texas into Louisiana. That's nice. And especially too, like with your shirt, you have Texas slash uh, Louisiana. Now, yeah. what, what, so you said the response, so what was, what, what was it like when you were searching out the truck and everything? What was that whole process like? Was, were you nervous? Was that something, or were you, because you kind of have always, you guys are busy people. You do other stuff too. To yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I had a really good day job. Um, 
So, I mean, it wasn't crucial for me to make a lot of money from it. I was just, I just loved it. I mean, it yeah. was purely a passion thing we started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, we would go places, you know, we find places we love and the next place we get, we'd be like, man, we, we can do better than that, you know? And, yeah. and you know, it was kind of just back and forth. And uh, we got to know a lot of people in the Texas barbecue scene. Uh, got to be pretty good friends with David Slaughter and some folks like that. Nice and, guy. Uh, oh yeah, love David. And, and also, yeah. also someone that was very excited that I was talking to you guys is Blake. <laughs> Blake. Oh so, yeah, we love Blake. Yeah. So we've been up there to see him. Awesome. He's, He's awesome. awesome. That meant a lot to him, definitely. So yeah, we just uh, it just felt like the thing that we needed to do. I mean, uh, I've yeah. worked for myself for most of my adult life. Um, and then when I went back to doing construction safety and all that, it just, you know, I, I was making really good money, but it, it, I just wasn't really happy. And I felt like I needed to, to do my own thing again. And the timing didn't feel right to go back into the guitar business. So, I mean, this was just like sort of the next logical progression for us. I mean, it's something we could do together and that we both love and we're passionate about. So, so we just bailed off into it. But did you get that? Was a truck that you guys start that? During COVID, or was it pre? That was pre-COVID. No, that was in 2018, September 2018, when we purchased it, and we had driven over to somewhere around Houston, bought yeah, it used um, from a real nice guy, and uh, we went, and we were just so on the fence, and we were like, and it was we didn't get there till like six o'clock in the evening, so we actually viewed the the trailer in the dark and everything, and <laughs> he was like, "What do we do? What do we? What should we do?" And I, I was just like, "I don't know. I don't know." And you know, we got to thinking about it, and praying about it, and um, he said, "You know, if we don't do this, we're gonna look back and say, what if? You know, yeah, yeah. what if we didn't just just make that purchase and just take that risk and that chance?" And that's kind of how it's been with everything that we've done. Are we going to look back and think? What could have been if I would have done that? Uh-huh. And, and so far, just taking those chances has worked. Honestly. Sounds like that's how you guys lived your life. That's yeah, yeah, yeah like you're saying it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But you have to, but like that's that's what really what life is. It's there's there's that fear, there's that doubt. But if you don't do those things, you'll look back. I'm sure you know there's lots of like everyone that's listening to this or watching this. There's things in their life that they wish they would have at least gone a little bit further into but when you so when you got that like did you get it and then did, did what did you drive it back to well we that the guy we actually didn't have a trailer uh, we didn't the, even have our a truck, truck that would pull it, that would pull it. So like we, uh, the guy brought it to us we yeah. paid him just to drive it to over deliver to it. Us. and we actually borrowed a truck to pull it around for the first few months because yeah. we didn't even have anything to pull it with um, and then we set it up the first day that we ever did a pop-up. We did it in Evans, the town yeah. we live in, which is a town of about 500 people. Yeah, you know? very tiny. And when we opened the door, I mean, we had about 15, 20 people standing there waiting, waiting in line. And I mean, it's been like that since day one. Was that, was, did you guys tell your people at your church or did you tell people online? Is that how, how did you? Just friends and family, a lot yeah. of friends and family that just came out to support us. And then That's after great. that, they're like, just they're actually mouth. pretty good. You guys yeah. should go try them. And, and since it's just, just been word of mouth. Yeah. Well, what was the menu back then? Uh, we started out doing tacos, brisket tacos has always been one of our main things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just sliced brisket. Uh, at the beginning, we really didn't even do ribs uh, at all because it's not really a thing here. Or I didn't realize it was yeah, a thing here. we didn't here. realize. And, yeah, uh, you know, every once in a while, somebody just pop up and say, you guys don't have ribs, you know? We're like, whatever. So I just add, started adding a couple racks here and there, and that took off. And that now we sell off. more ribs than almost anything else. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's just been... 
crazy. I mean, what was your schedule then? Was it what was it popping up once a week? Yeah. Originally, it was once a week. We started, we backed it off for a little while, but every other week, just because I was working so much at my day job. Um, and then when I started doing it full time, we did it three days a week. We would normally do Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Yeah. Did you were your kids involved at all? Oh yeah, oh, our kids yeah. have been involved since day one. Yeah. My our oldest. He, he's worked for us whenever he, he has a normal job. He's 25, he, you know, does his own thing. But whenever he's home, he, he comes and works with us. Uh, our he daughter. He'll come randomly yeah, in. He'll walk in and go put an apron on and his gloves <laughs> and, you know, start fixing plates. He knows exactly what to do. Yeah. You know, he's 25. He's been married for five years. He has three young children and oh, wow. to help. Um, our daughter, uh, she's 20. She works for us full time yeah, and she, she's, she can run this place without us. Yeah, um, our, our youngest kid is almost 18. Uh, he's still in school. He graduates this year, but usually Friday, Saturdays, if he can, he'll come in and work, you know, if he needs a little extra cash. Or oh, that's had, nice. We have a very small crew here. We have about uh, five full-time employees other than me and Brad. And then I work full-time. And then we have a couple of part-time employees that come in when we need them. So and I noticed that you do highlight your employees too, which is nice. That's yes, you know, we love we, our employees. We yeah, have a great team right now. We really do. We've been incredibly blessed with some of the people that are on board here. Yes. Uh, you know, I got a couple of young folks that are just killing it. They really are. We got a young lady that made that makes our ribs She's every day. Awesome. She, you know, she follows my process, but I mean, she gets here in the morning cooks the ribs she kills it I mean, she just she's 18. 18 how great old. is that wow how, how wonderful is that yeah it's awesome and uh tanner he's our brisket guy he comes mm -hmm. here in the, in the afternoon so he gets here at one o'clock and cooks the briskets through the night until they're done and, all the briskets um, and the pork know, it's it's awesome they, they do such a good job <laughs> it's, reliable. it's so hard to find reliable yeah. mm -hmm. anyone at any age right now but being as young as they are um it, it's they're reliable and that's what we're most grateful for and that's a testament to their upbringing and their parents. And that's because it's, yeah, this, it's such a weird, and we could probably talk for four hours about the hiring issue, like all those issues. Oh, but, but, yeah. <laughs> but when you guys, when you guys found that place, how did you find this place? And it was in the heart, it was like the beginning of COVID, right? Was it, well, it was 2020. Yeah. So in 2020, COVID hit um, pretty, you know, and it was just, just getting a scare everybody right around the beginning of March here. Yeah. And so, and that's when Louisiana got hit really hard. And that's when we got hit with all the restrictions for the food businesses, food trailer and all. That's when he started getting calls saying, hey, we need safety um, managers, safety guys, you know, um, we need you to come to work. Everybody else was getting laid off one right after another, losing their jobs. And Brad was getting calls for all over to, for good jobs, making wow. good money. And we had all these restrictions. So we were like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, well, why don't we sell the food trailer? And then when all this mess blows over in a few months, I can come back home and then we'll figure it out then. Okay. So that's what happened. We sold the food trailer. He went to work, uh, ended up being a good bit longer than yeah. we expected. <laughs> I got a call initially, uh, a friend of mine called and offered me a safety manager position. It was supposed to be like two weeks. And we just happened to have like a two week gap in our catering schedule. Yeah. And there was nothing there. So I was like, you know what, I'll go do that. I mean, it's, it's really good money for a couple of weeks. And um, while I was over there, I was working in Bryan, Texas. While I was in Bryan, the news just went crazy with, yeah. with all of it. I mean, Everything really was down. like the bomb just you know? hit. It was just like, oh my gosh, this is. And I'm seeing everybody else close their doors, yeah. you know, cut back to half and everything. And it's like, 
you know, I said, let's just pump the brakes on this and, yeah. you know, I'll come back to it. And that two week job ended up being like several months, yeah. you know, that as soon as I left there, they sent me to Mississippi, stayed in Mississippi several months. And then, uh, what are you it, doing safety for what you a ret restaurant safety is it or no? Oh, no, no, I no. do. Uh, I do construction safety. I'm, I'm on those jobs. I'm typically a safety manager, uh, over a construction site. I do, uh, that entails you making sure that everything, everything is crossed off like the list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, just making sure that everybody's following all the policies and procedures for OSHA standards and all that sort of thing, which um, not, not everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, we, we did that. We just kind of pumped the brakes. Yeah. Um, I worked, I traveled for most of that year. Yeah. Right? And well, we, everybody we, was quarantining. Yeah, we were, we were traveling. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a select group of people that were traveling that were. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was considered very essential. And so I, I spent so much time in hotel rooms yeah. when I when I wasn't at home and when I was trying to be with him while he was traveling. It was a lot of just staying in hotel, you know, just yeah. trying to be away from everybody when everyone was just staying indoors. Yeah. So and literally in 2020, I was I went to 22 different states that year. Yeah. Oh my lord. Wow. That's, yeah. so <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, we did that. And we had a few little odd catering jobs throughout that year that we didn't do in the food trailer. We just yeah. did cater. And then I got sent to West Point, New York. I was up there working and mm -hmm. she was back home mm -hmm. and this place came up. And six months before that, or so, I believe it was in April, we had got the opportunity to buy this place when it was a coffee shop. This mm -hmm. building, uh, to rent the building and then buy the the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they had thousands of dollars of coffee yeah. equipment in here. And I was wow. like, that would be awesome, coffee and barbecue. But that was when COVID was like, yeah. you didn't know what was going to happen that April 2020. And uh, it was like, we had the opportunity. It was at a good price and everything. But we had to say, you know, that location is so awesome. I wish we could get it without the coffee shop. And um, we just had to tell her no at the time. Yeah. And then that's right before October, we got a call. He said, uh, the guy that owned the place, and he said, hey, this is available if you want to rent it. The, the coffee lady's got all her stuff out. So you just be running the building. I'm like, well, I'm going to come look at it. So I came and looked at the place and I was like, oh, what an opportunity, you know? And so we, we put a lot of prayer and thought into it. We really, really did because he was still working, making great money. And we had saved our money that we were, would have put into the food trailer or a different business or anything. Um, enough to probably put in half of what we initially needed to start the whole restaurant, which is great. Most people don't even have that. No, not at all. But we really did not have to borrow very much to go into this completely. We tried to do everything um, as much as possible ourselves. A lot of elbow grease, a lot of yeah. hard work went into this place before we even got the doors open. And that when I signed the lease on October 1st of um, 2020. Yeah. yeah. So everything was still pretty bad. It was all up and down still in Louisiana. You know, this everybody's still wearing their mask and everything, but I knew it'd take me a few months to get this place going, anyways. You were still on the road, Brad, like to, still doing yeah, it. Was on the road. He left it York. up to me. He was like, We were talking about it, praying about it. I'm like, This is an opportunity. I don't know if we should pass it up. We might regret it. And he was like, It's up to you. It's completely up to you. He's like, I don't know if we should or shouldn't. And so, next thing he knew, I was sending him a picture of the key to the front door. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. What was, the, what was their 
I always wondered, like, for was there a moment? Was there like a late night moment in your head that said, "It's got to do it. I just have to do it." Yeah. Or was? Yeah, it was that. You know, we had been praying about it. We are very much, you know, we are prayerful people. Yeah. We, we believe in that truly and fully. And I would have had prayed about it and prayed about it. And I just felt this feeling, this gut feeling that if you don't do this, you're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. And goes back to that feeling that. Yes. At that time, I mean, almost within a week or so of this place becoming available, um, I was offered a five-year job in North mm-hmm. Carolina. North I mean, Carolina. Basically a permanent thing. I mean, it was Beautiful really good North money. Carolina. We love North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I used to go there twice a year. I love North Carolina, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were, and I was so tempted by that. And yeah. I just, I prayed about it. I called everybody. Um, <laughs> and pr- probably our daughter is who made the decision for me. I called, yeah. I was talking to Jackson. That's and I was hard. like, uh, you know, what do you think? Maybe you think, well, go to New North Carolina or should we do this restaurant thing? And she's like, she said, Dad, you're not ever going to be happy if you don't at least try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You're right. So I turned the job down, came home. <laughs> and then you guys have to, because then I'll show again, like I'll put a link to the to the um, the tour. Did you have to build out the pit room and all that? Or was there something we there? Did. We did. And the health, they didn't know what to make us do around here. They, yeah. The health officials and everybody's like, um, we're going to have to do some research on this before we tell you what you have to do. And it took them months of trying to figure yeah. out. Nobody has pits like us here. No, I mean, the no. closest one is Falls in Lake Charles, and that's yeah. an hour away from us. You know, mm-hmm. um, in the parish that we live in, they had no experience with offsets. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Yeah. And the only other places around here use gas assistance. Yeah. It's basically ovens. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's completely different. That's, com- that's common across the United States. The health department. Yeah. They don't know what to do and it takes a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. sometimes they never get it solved. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that, yeah. that was a challenge. There were a lot of hurdles with that whole thing, but yeah. we got it done. And your pits yeah. too, they're unique. Cause can you explain your pits really quick? It, Cause I, uh, I yeah. remember talking about it. <laughs> yes, they are unique. Yeah. Both of them were made by friends and family. I mean, yeah. uh, we have, this has been shoestring since the I love beginning. It. I love it that. We, we have just, it's been, bootstraps from from the get-go I mean uh one of the two pits was built built by a young man that we used to go to church with mm-hmm. uh, he's a pipeline welder and he just happened to be laid off at the time that I was needing a pit and uh I, I called him and said hey because I had a 250 gallon at that time and it just wasn't big enough yeah, that's yeah. what we started with and it, it just wasn't I mean we couldn't cook enough uh, so I got him over and said look at this thing make me one bigger than that but like that you know? he took picture after picture yeah, of just, different smokers that that he liked that he could find online this little you know piece here this little piece here we want this here this here and uh, detailed photos detailed descriptions and he just gave it over to this kid what is he and he's in his later 20s yeah, i would now, guess now, older 20s <laughs> yeah and we just kind of handed him over all this and said hey do your best. But they're not, but they're not, uh, they're not the standard size, right? Um, one of them is, no, one of them is, one of them is a 500 gallon. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's pretty common. Uh, the other one, we actually took two, two, 250 gallons and welded them into it. So it's a 500 gallon long is what yeah. they call it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just two 250 gallons welded. We chopped the caps off of them, welded mm-hmm. it together. Yeah, it's no, it's neat. I love that too. That you're just like not not ragtag, but you could do. You guys do anything you put your mind to, and that's um, something too that someone's listening to this or watching this knows that they can 
you could make do you it'd be yeah. nice to get a, it'd be nice to get a pit from somebody one of the big guys and but some of those are a year and a half out we yeah. would love that we would love to have a mobile you know yeah. it, you know that would be amazing but there was no way we could afford it we had to put and every dime way. into this place yeah. and the weight on it it was like okay what can we do that's gonna take some guy who doesn't have anything to do a few months to make and, and just get it done for us and that worked what was the reception like in the area were you open wednesday through uh, saturday at that time or was it just a couple days at first people were very confused about that yeah. they don't do that anywhere else yeah, in louisiana anywhere around here people show up on monday and tuesdays and they get so disappointed they you're, mad you're, at never us. you're never open you're never open <laughs> this is the day you guys show up and you're, yeah. you're not open and your hours say you're open and i'm like yeah, read the fine do. print at the bottom it says until we sell out we sell out all the time yeah. oh that also too that's a hurdle you need to get it you know a lot of people yeah. don't understand that across the United States, and especially even you know what's funny. Even in Texas, there are people that still don't understand that. Oh yeah, really? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there's been quite a bit of uh, customer education here for sure, for sure because it's it's like I said, there's really not anybody else like us here. Mm -hmm. um, just the whole business model. I mean, we pretty much modeled it after Central Texas places. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we strive to cook fresh food every day. Yeah. We do not sell anybody leftovers. We try to do everything as much from scratch as possible and people appreciate that when they yeah, when they, they understand I mean, they that part of our recipes for our sides and thing and, and even our, our meats there's secret recipes we're not going to give you the information for them and then they find out okay this is not out of you know box they're like oh okay and then when they try it they're like i see i, see, I understand i understand yeah. so. i mean we, we have the people that complain about us selling out early and all that but there's still a line here basically we have so many return customers that's so, and that's that means everything it does our customers are the best around here they mean yeah. the world to us and we treat them like they are the world to us really yeah. we make sure that that is key is to loving the people in this community it really has brought people together you know people come and sit in here they'll eat their food and they'll visit for an hour and i'm perfectly okay with that do you guys have because because when you guys do the tour you just have indoor seating correct Yes. Yes. A lot of people come and get takeout though. They'll come yeah. and stand in line, get their bag, and, and head out. Yeah, probably seventy-five percent of our sales is just daily lunch sales. They're, mm -hmm. they're to go. You know? Do you yeah. get people from that from those industries like the paper industry and logging? Is that you guys? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. The, the the little subcontractor companies out at from PCA, which is the big company out here in Derrida, um, they'll call and order ten or twenty plates, you know, before we open. So we're rushing to get that ready before we open the doors a lot of times in the mornings but yeah. they're, they're great people and then we get a lot of orders from the, a lot. the local plants it's, local plants hospitals yeah businesses they are they're all very yeah. supportive and that's that's that, that could be a big part I've, I've worked at two barbecue places and that's a big part of your business is getting those big orders well now yeah. with but with with your menu let's go over your menu but then i also too off off camera Jessica, we had talked about you going to Amy Mills on Q uh, barbecue class. So I want to talk about that as well. But well, what's okay. what's your menu? Because I know you guys still you guys still do the tacos and stuff. Yes, we we actually have a pretty extensive menu for a small place. Yeah. Out here, <laughs> that's not Texas. So our meats up every day. Just about we'll have three or four specials every day. Okay. So we have the brisket. We have the full pork. We have our ribs. We have boudin, we do smoked boudin here. Um, it's not made in-house, but we will be making that in-house in the next year. Oh, wow. Smoked cool. sausage, and then we usually uh, bring in a specialty sausage like jalapeno cheese or pepper jack sausage, something like that. 
we do chicken leg quarters. People kept asking for chicken. You know, when we uh, for months and months, they were like, "When are you guys gonna have chicken?" Because chicken's a big it. thing in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, there's a lot of places that like that. But no, they got so many meats, and you're asking for chicken. You know, so finally, when prices kept going up and up, we were like, uh, "You know what? That's a very cheap yeah, option. We, People are asking for it. We're gonna yeah, make finally." Yeah. <laughs> so all those other meats, we also have chicken leg quarters. So brisket, pulled pork, sausage, boudin, ribs, chicken, and then our extra whatever we throw in as a special that day, which is like the jalapeno or the, the jalapeno boudin or jalapeno cheese sausage. And then we usually have at least five sides every day. And then that does not include our sandwiches that we have. We have um, four different kinds four, of right? sandwiches. Yes, four different kinds. And then we'll um, often do a specialty sandwich. Uh, we do something every once in a while called our frisky pig and it's an extra large pulled pork sandwich and it has what all on it the queso, <laughs> queso uh, chili cheese fritos oh my barbecue God. sauce and chipotle, chipotle sauce that we uh, make in house, all that. just a big huge mess that's so good right now it really it is, is. it's really really popular with a few and uh, people haven't got the, the just it's just such a big unruly mess that some people are scared. Some people are scared to even try it. But, and then, uh, so we have our sides that we are having every day now, and we'll change up our green side every once in a while. Uh, so we have our jalapeno cream corn. It's very popular with people because it's a whole kernel corn in a cheese sauce. And we start off with fresh jalapenos and we take out the seeds and veins. So it's not spicy, but you still get that a little bit. good taste of jalapeno in there. And we have so many people come in and say, can you give me a recipe? And I'm like, oh, sweet. No, I'm so sorry. And they'll try it. They'll go home and try to figure it out themselves. And like, I just can't get it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You can buy it by the court. Yeah. <laughs> we have our smoky pit beans. And that's our take on baked beans. And they're very popular. And Brad came up with that recipe himself. And uh, we have the Texas chalk casserole. Now, that is something we kind of stole from. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> originally, wow. Opie's had it, and then we tried it the first time at Truth. In yeah. Truth, and we were like, "This just needs something. This just needs something." So instead of whatever green item they put in, I think they put green chilies in it. We put actually green onions in ours because green onions are just—they're the green onions is a Louisiana yeah. staple. So that's very popular. Also, you know, we don't give out that recipe to everybody um, and people keep on coming back for more. We have uh, the corn, the beans, chalk casserole. That's our main thing. We have those every day, no That's matter what. Okay. Yes. And then we have a homemade uh, bacon mac and cheese that is oh. so good. Uh, it is so good. Um, and then the last few weeks, we've been having the Creole green beans. And we that is an item that we've taken that's a healthy item and made it unhealthy. We <laughs> have a ton of bacon in it, butter, uh, seasonings, and it's a sautéed, so it's not in like sitting in liquid all day or anything. It's not from a can. It's, it's not, not from a can. can. Um, it's scratch made, and, and people are just, they love it. Once and They think, oh, the green beans, I'll try them. But then they try them, and they're like, oh, we want the green beans. we got to have the green beans. All yeah. those sides alone sound like that would be reason enough to come see you guys would be yeah, yeah. yeah. We try to make the sides just as good or better than, than the beats I mean, and we have all and we know, have the tacos too yeah, yeah we, we have a pretty extensive menu yeah mm -hmm. for sure and then but for people that aren't familiar with boudin can you explain what boudin is um if 
if you're familiar with dirty rice, it's kind of like dirty rice in a casing. It's, yeah. it's basically meat and spices and rice all combined uh -huh. um, and then put in a casing like sausage. So, and then when you take it and smoke it, it makes it 10 yeah, times it just better. takes it to another level. It does, sure. it really does. Uh, it takes smoke beautifully. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things to smoke. And it's just, it's a Louisiana staple. You, yeah, it's a staple. It's something that you almost have to have it, but you guys yeah. have to have it because it's part of you. But Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of crept into the Texas scene yeah. quite a bit at this yeah, point. Yeah, it has. But for us, it's, we have to do it. I mean, yeah. it's just something that's expected here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But someone on the West, like I'm in Los Angeles now, but I've traveled around, but people that have never had it before would be completely unfamiliar. And also the consistency, it's, it's different than sausage. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and people come in. It's really funny that we get a kick out of this constantly because so many people that aren't from here come in and butcher the name. Yeah. I mean, we hear so many different Can I get Maladine? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you can get that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. As, long as, you know, as long as you know the mispronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're close to a military base. We're only about 20 minutes from Fort Polk. So yeah. we have a lot oh. of military that come in. A and, lot, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's just a constant source of humor for us is the mispronunciations of Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, I think that, and I think that I butchered it like a long time ago when I first, because it's, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. It's, yeah, you know, it, it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. doesn't look like it sounds, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you're eventually going to be scratch making that? Is that something that you want to do? That's the plan. That's the plan. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I've, we were actually supposed to do a collaboration the next couple months with Bill Dumas, but, um, Ah. You know, we, we're just really kind of busy at the moment. We, we, we sort busy. of put that on the back burner towards yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. As soon as we can, I'm, I'm looking at the menu. If you're wondering why I'm staring off the space. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, right here. Uh, you're right. not the only one that's done that well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the plan is to start making our own uh, boudin and sausage in-house uh, as mm -hmm. soon as we can. Really, right now, it's mostly just a schedule issue. I, I've played around with it. I have some really cool ideas, I think. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time. It's, you know, yeah. for, for us to never be open, as yeah. people say, yeah. uh, we're incredibly busy. Do you have yeah. the storage space too? Do you have cold storage that you can? That's that's another issue. that's right an now. issue too. Yeah. For... It's a yeah. huge issue. Yeah. We will basically just have to make smaller batches for, for the time being. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because we don't have a ton of space, but, yeah. you know, we'll make it. I mean, that's, but, that's what we do. So. Mm -hmm. But that also says that you guys always want to progress and, and yeah. get yeah. better. So that kind of leads into Jessica. What was, why did you go, why did you go up to see Amy and them? Why did, what was, did you, no, have you this, always wanted to? You know, I, I, we just recently found out about it in the last few months and, and Brad was like, you, you should go take the class. Cause I take care of everything behind the scenes. I do all the ordering. I pay all the bills. I do a little bit of everything. Um, it's not only sitting back and telling people what to do. I, I don't want to have to hire an extra person if I can do it myself. I'm just one of those type of people, you know, if I can save money at it, that's what we're going to do. Unless it's, it hinders the quality of something, then that is a no-go of that. We do not take away from the quality of things, but if we can save money on it, we're going to do that. He looked at the class first and then told me about it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. And he mentioned how much it was because it's just a two-day class. There's a full two days and then an extra eating, a meat for eating. And I was like, what? But after I took it, I'm telling you, it was so worth it. It's he called the, it. it's called on cue the business of barbecue, correct? Yes, that's yeah. correct. That's correct. 
Uh, and it was a great class. I got to meet some great people. Um, when you first get in there, Amy stands up there and she says, you're going to take in so much information that it's like drinking from a fire hose. And I was like, yeah, right. This can't be that much. But by the time you filled a whole notebook with notes and they given you an extra notebook, you know, that they printed out all on their own and then you're taking notes for five minutes and you're like, okay, now we're going to go put the ribs on the smoker and we're going to learn about that. And then when you're back and you're taking notes and you're eating, they feed you constantly while you're there. I, I think I gained three pounds in those two days I was there. <laughs> and then it's constantly, you're doing something, doing something all day long. Starts at eight in the morning. It's over at four or five o'clock in the evening and you're busy through the whole day uh, for those two full days. And yeah, it's and it's and it's, and it's Amy Mills from 17th Street Barbecue in Murfreesboro, Illinois. Now, was this their first class since Mike Pastor? 19 was their last class that they did. Yes. Um, and in yeah. the meantime, Mike Mills had passed away, and it's been yeah. So that's so was were there and there are people from all across the United States, right, or maybe even around the world. Correct. So I think we had about 23 or 24 taking the class. Um, it was a very diverse group. We had a guy actually come from uh, South America. I cannot remember what area, wow. area he came from. I didn't get to talk to him very much because he was way on the other side of the room. But uh, people from all over the world come to take that class. And it, it's amazing that she offers it and offers so much information for people. It really was. I, I do highly recommend it. It is worth it. And even though there we're you know a few years into this business and uh, right at a year into um, being out, have our brick and mortar open. Everybody was saying, why are you here? You know, why aren't you taking this class? I was like, there is always room for improvement. Yeah. Always. And so I took that as, uh, you know, this is, this is an opportunity. And again, had to weigh that option of, should I do this or will I regret it if I don't do it? And it was like, well, let's just do it. Well, no, it's also networking too. You meet people. Yeah. Met some great people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't only a few people. There was a couple of ladies there that have a catering business right outside of Nashville. And they were just there to take in that information of how they should run their business. And they had just opened beginning of January this year. And they had 21 catering jobs coming up. Oh, wow. And wanted to take in that information. They're awesome. And they just want to take in that information and see what they could do to, to uh, you know, make everything correct. Not food-wise. They had that deal with the business side. Yeah, they wanted to doing everything correctly and there's not a lot there's a lot of courses that you there's a lot of people teaching classes across mm -hmm. the united states that are about the actual process but not right. the business not the business side right. and i right. think that when people that perfectly because going into a business there's a lot of pitfalls and there's a lot of things that you're learning on the job and mistakes is there and i had mentioned this off camera that i'm working on this project uh, is there a mistake or something or a tip that you can give that you something that you wish you had learned prior to opening or you had known prior to opening? I would say uh, to probably start your prices a little higher than you think they need to be. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah. It's, you know, people, uh, people don't like to see price increases. I mean, if it's, if it is what it is from day one, you know, they're probably going to be That's okay. That's good advice. If you have to creep it up, um, you know, and it's, it's really hard to figure out those food costs at the beginning, just to, to really know how, how to make money from it. it you know, it seems like, yeah, you make a lot of money off brisket, but, you know, by the time you've trimmed and lost 50, 60% of it through the cook process, you know, it, it gets pretty tough to actually make profit on something like brisket, even though it's 20 something dollars a pound. Um, so I would just say, you know, put the time 
and to figuring out those food costs because that's something that we definitely neglected at the at the beginning. We yeah. just pretty much was like, what what's the guy down the street charging for a yeah. sandwich? And we charged the same thing. Yeah. And then we have a completely different process. So yeah, you know, if he's sticking something in an oven for, throughout the night, we yeah. have to pay somebody to throw sticks of wood in there. Yeah. All and that's a whole nother level of cost that we have that they may not have. Yeah. Um, you know, so I would. Just, so it might be smart too to reach out to other people in your industry and yeah. and kind of you know pick their brain a little bit not everyone would tell you but most people would at least give you some sort of guidance yeah, yeah. you can never get too much research you can never do too much research you know go in and search the the barbecue business uh videos on youtube do that um reach out to people don't be afraid to message them on facebook or you know instagram and say hey what do you think about this people that have owned businesses that you know are doing well those people you know normally you know 99 of the time yeah. will get back with you even though they may seem like way up high special people you know they will normally they're down to earth just as much as you yeah. are and they'll they'll try their best to get back to you yeah, yeah. we have um, some great uh guidance and you know direction from some guys early on uh, Willow uh, from Willow's Texas Barbecue, Jim Buchanan, guys like that, you know, were just a wealth of information to me when I was nobody in this band. Not that I am now, but I mean, you know, I was just some guy asking questions. Yeah. Some random stranger. You know? um, yeah. And that's, I've always thought that was really cool. How did you guys meet uh, David Slaughter? How did uh, we just showed up there? I mean, I, I run a Facebook group called Pitmaster Confidential that's yeah, yeah. Uh, basically just a bunch of pitmasters that talk about business stuff for. You know, random guys who want to be pit Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mixture of guys learning and guys that are established. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, when I first started it, Dave was on there, uh, Josh Thomas from Ernie's. Um, and we just, it was one of our weekend trips. You know, yeah. we, we had hit a lot of Houston places, um, done the Austin thing and all that. We were mm -hmm. just kind of looking for new places to go. And about halfway through the Texas uh, monthly top 50 list last time, I just kind of threw the list out the window and started going yeah. by word of mouth. We had said, our little book. We got it halfway stamped and we're like, you know, why don't we give these other guys a try? Yeah, I know? love that. That's what's important, I think. And give the smaller guys a try. And we we happened to plan that weekend in Dallas in mm -hmm. um, Slaughter's Barbecue Oasis was one of our, our top spots we wanted to hit. Yeah. And so we just showed up there, got our tray of food, sit down. And after a few minutes, he came out and visited with us and everything was amazing. Every mm -hmm. bite that we took was just out of this world and he came out hang out with us for just a minute when he could you know they were busy yeah. but awesome guy and then we and we stayed in touch, stayed in touch. yeah we, we met through that group him and josh from Ernie's. uh we met through that group initially uh and then just stay in contact with them we've actually done some barbecue runs and stuff me and david mm -hmm. and josh have went to brotherton's and eat, you know and stuff that's like that. nice um yeah. so, so that's been really cool and yeah it, and then so that's that's that kind of leads to what barbecue means to you like what is that what does this world mean to you guys is that that it's not just the food it's not just the yeah. restaurant it's everything right it's uh, a lot of times people are surprised when i tell them that barbecue is not actually even my favorite food i, I tend to like mexican and cajun food better than i like barbecue <laughs> uh, but i love uh the vibe i love the the scene i love the yeah. people uh, like i said at the beginning i'm, I'm a huge just texas Lower. I mean, I love everything about Texas and it's such a part of the culture. You know, all, all this for me started, it's oddly enough, through the guitar business. Um, I used to do the Dallas Guitar Show 
every year. And I had a really popular guitar form that I ran back then. And before the Dallas Guitar Show, every year I would meet up with a bunch of guys from that form and eat barbecue at Sonny Grimes. One of the guys on that group just recommended, hey, let's go there. And that became a yearly thing. Mm -hmm. And the same guy that took me there every year uh, recommended that I go to Lockhart. He's like, if you like this, you really need to go over there. He's like, that's the barbecue capital of the world. So, um, yeah, that's where the adventure yeah. began. Yeah. My oldest son, I took him to Austin on like a little senior trip and we went to Smitty's. And walking into Smitty's, it just felt like walking back in time. Yeah. You know, that fire on the floor there. Nothing you know, like, like it. How did that even like work? It. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and it was so hot and smoky in there. And I'm like, this is super uncomfortable, but people are just eating it up. And you're, you yeah. know, it just feels like magic, you know? And it was such a beautiful thing to me. And I just really fell in love with it there. And, uh, you know, when we were in Kirbyville, we weren't we were pretty far, but not too far from Stanley's. Uh, so anytime I would go to Dallas for guitar stuff or anything, I'd drive through Tyler, hit up Stanley's. Um, and I, I just fell in love with it. I mean, it's, it's uh, I love the community of it. I've met some really cool people, some people that I consider dear friends at this mm -hmm. point. Um, and that's just, it's awesome to me. I mean, I, I love that, the community aspect of it, just as much, if not more than the food. Yeah, I, I want to throw this in. Um, with all my heart, I believe that barbecue is not just food. Barbecue is an experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things I took away from Amy's class was she had these little posters sitting on the table, and they would have little quotes from her dad. And it said, Nobody's sitting around outside hanging out eating spaghetti. <laughs> In or large groups, yes, I mean, it's true. Family or something like that. Yeah, I remember though. There's a there's a famous quote from like or at least famous to me. Yeah, there's that, that he yeah. said about that. Yeah, like you you don't get a bunch of Italian restaurants getting together for no. festivals and things like this. No, you don't. It's just a completely different experience. Yeah, and I was thinking like that for like sushi and for them. There's not. It's it's very unique community. It's a very yeah. tight knit. There's a kinship. There's something about being around fire. It's it's almost like religious. There's something. There's something very special and something powerful that, about barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. We had the opportunity um, in the last year to do a smoke and barrel festival at, in Lake Charles, and it's a little barbecue uh, and, and bourbon festival they oh, cool. do square in Lake Charles, and um, they also had. Uh, blood brothers from houston from bel-air come over and so we got to meet those guys and hang out with them and that, well, that's they cool. crew, their whole crew that they brought along with them is just awesome they're doing some amazing things over there and um there's another couple in in like charles they have a food trailer and they're they're doing awesome it's called smokehouse 36 yeah okay yeah yeah uh Great jake Paul. elliott jake and paula are doing awesome they're kicking butt over there and their food is awesome they are very much texas themed like us yeah. and they're killing it yeah Oh, cool. that's good to know i'll put a i'll put a link below to them too so they, they can get some love that's and that's and that's what's important is is i know that there's these lists and i know there's the, the places that everyone knows but there's a lot of people on the periphery that are working really hard and trying really hard and doing a really good job but they don't get noticed maybe because they're off the beaten path and mm -hmm. I, i'm hoping to highlight and and people might not have heard of you guys before yeah or they might have just heard the name, but they don't know quite what you guys are about or what you're doing. That's we have so many people thinking we have a second location in Texas. Yeah. They'll call and say, "Is this the Deritter location or the one over in Texas?" Well, I'm like, "This is Deritter." <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't go through the whole explanation of we're the only one, but you know, they'll figure it out. <laughs> so then, do you think you have tacos on the menu, Brad, because you love Mexican food so much? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of uh, we, we do a lot of specials that are mm -hmm. uh, Mexican inspired. Uh, we do yeah. you know smoked brisket enchiladas, smoked chicken enchiladas, yeah, that kind of thing. A couple we weeks ago, we had a, a cold, very very cold Thursday or Friday, and so we were trying to come up with something to have other than gumbo that would be you know great comfort food to somebody to come up and warm up with a, a bowl of something you know, and so I was like. Hun, why don't we do caldo de pollo with smoked chicken in it? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Oh, we so had good. never made it with smoked chicken, yeah, so it was really so good. good. It went well that day. It sold, and yeah, yeah, it was great. So we've got to throw in Cajun and Mexican influence yeah. into that Tex-Mex and all that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mexican, that's Mexican, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I like to do. That's, and that's kind of yeah. the direction I want to go with our food in. So that's mm -hmm. that's sort of the, for sure. what I have in mind is. In the, so stay so so stay tuned for that because that'll be yeah, yeah. And, and and the best so the best ways to get a hold of you and what's are people can people call in orders ahead I and I didn't I forgot to look can you order online? Uh, we don't Not have yet. online order yeah, we do have uh, call in orders um, for the first several months we we just did the line I mean we, we didn't take any phone calls or anything like that um, but. You know, so many people asked, and we felt like we were missing out on business from the local businesses. Yeah. Um, that we started taking call-ins, and that's it, it's worked out. You know, yeah. it it kind of diverts attention away from yeah. other things sometimes, but you know, it also is a big yeah. big source of income is call-in. So we do that. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it right now. You just either have to call or come in. Call and come in, and then what? What? What are all the different social media? Uh, we have. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a TikTok that I don't actually promote. <laughs> we haven't started we using it yet. We're going to uh, try to a little bit more. But we do have a TikTok page that has just a handful of videos on there. Uh, but yeah. primarily, we're active on Facebook. I mean, yeah. That's the main thing. We, we talk, yeah. try to post our specials every day on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And for uh, the local community, they have been really receptive to that. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of orders off of our Facebook posts. So they just type in Big Thicket Barbecue, though. Yeah, big thing yep. barbecue. We're very and, easy and to it's find. The same thing on every platform. Big thing at BBQ. And then yeah. with with merch, can people buy merchandise in store? Or do you guys have merch yet? Or? We have T-shirts and stuff here. Okay. We do. Yeah. Okay. Well, people will want that. I'm sure people would. You know, it's it's important to support. Like just like you said off camera that you wear a bunch of different barbecue shirts from other places. It's for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I uh, and I, and I, and I, I wear them. Even, like there's so many places that I've worn that. I, I've never even visited. Just I just love the people so much, and that it's. Yeah. I just tell people it's it's on my wish list. It's not it's not because <laughs> you can't be. But it's it's so. And then from Houston, it's how many? It's about two hours or two and a half hours from Houston. Two and a half hours from Houston. Yeah. And they can make that make the run. What's it? The ten? Does it come out the um, ten? Or what's the best the best way to get to you guys? Probably to hit ten to Beaumont and then come up through uh, Mauriceville and Deweyville. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're north. We're north of, of the 10, right? Yeah, yeah, north, yeah. So you have to get off the beaten path a little bit, but I mean, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not. No, terrible. that's what life's about. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely. And and so, but it's also funny because the 10 starts here in uh, California. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a, so, if you, so if you're in California, just get on the 10 and it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny too, because I was looking, because I, I, for some reason I had on Google, uh, the why you know you could ch change it from like 
driving to walking to like to see how far something is i had i had houston to you guys i think it was 54 hours walking from my houston <laughs> yeah. or something crazy and i'm like 54 hours that doesn't make any sense at all but it's so it's so nice to meet you guys is there anything that we missed that we didn't cover is there anything that you want people to know about you guys that we missed or? i don't think so um, i don't think so no i just want to say that this i do think it's an incredibly cool thing that you do so thank you oh, for yeah, that. thank you we've I've listened um, to so many of your your yeah. podcasts and all on it oh that's nice it's a really joy to hear about other barbecue places mm -hmm. you know and and that being shared through our barbecue community really is great yeah. well i just love people and while I'm helping my mom, I want to to share your guys' stories and also help you guys as much as possible. And then also, like I mentioned before, it's kind of selfish. Now I, I've met you guys in person. So now when I see you guys, at least I feel like I've known, I know you a little bit better. And I hope that people get that same. And and it's it's wonderful what you guys are doing. And it's interesting. And you have a unique story just like everyone else. And I think that's, so So it's, it's Wednesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. till sold out, correct? Yep, yep. Yeah, eleven to or five o'clock, whichever comes first, and it's usually before five. But yeah. so if you show up around one ish, like are you still pretty good at? We still good at one. Yeah, most of the time. We might have a crazy day. Uh, we've started having the pork belly burn-ins a whole lot, and, oh. and we'll make a house-made sauce to go with them. One of the most popular things is our Asian sticky sauce, and that's been extremely popular. Um, and they sold out in about 30 minutes Saturday when we had them. Yeah. It was like people were coming in all day long saying, I want the burn-ins, I want the burn-ins. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. We've been sold out. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, can they can they call ahead to, like, I know you don't want a ton of yeah, calls, yeah. but a call and say, hey, do you got, I got two o'clock, say, do you still have blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. And that was where we saw had most of it has sold out that morning. People knew they're like, if I don't call in my order yeah. now and have them set it aside, I'm not going to get there before two, they'll, it'll be gone. And so many people that came in to pick theirs up, I was like, it's a good thing you called early. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. and, and they can also call sides ahead. And then also if they're having, yeah. and you do catering too, right? Yeah. Correct. Yes. And that would be best to call or to email or to message or anything? Call, call messages, anything, um, <laughs> anything that we can communicate. A telegram. Yes, yep. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just a carrier pigeon, whatever, whatever way, like I, I'm sure. But it's, and I'll, I'll, there was something, oh, happy birthday in advance for you. Thank you. Brad, when's your birthday? Is it? Do we miss it? July. 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 Okay. Well, happy birthday in advance too. Mine's in June. So we're all, it's all coming up, but uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Appreciate yeah. you so much. Appreciate you as well. All right. Have a great day.